Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. got saved. I was 17 years old. I was a, I was a bona fide loser for life, man. I, I didn't graduate high school. I was a super duper 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 freshman. Had 2.5 credits when you needed like 30-something, amen. So if you, middle school, sixth graders were more smarter than me. I was a skater. Do we have any skaters here tonight? One, two, three, three, amen. I was a skater. I loved that lifestyle. I still kind of skate, amen, because I think I'm still in my 15, 16-year-old body. But uh, I was a skater, surfer, and I thought that was the most exciting life that I could I could live, but... I got saved when I was 17. I began to serve Jesus, and, and that was the greatest thing that happened to me. It was better than, you know, any stupid trick, any 10-foot wave. It was the kingdom of God, and that's the most exciting thing we have to live for. And so I want to minister tonight out of, you, if you have your Bible, if you don't, no worries. Uh, I'm going to, my, my main scripture is Luke 9, 57 through 60, Luke 9, 57 through 60. Let me go ahead and read that. It says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has not a place where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury the dead. You go and preach the kingdom of God. Is it okay if I go down? Amen. I feel a little bit too far away. Now, when you study, you know, Jesus, he only, Jesus, when he ministered, he didn't preach some elaborate sermon. He didn't, uh, you know, preach a sermon with three points. Uh, When Jesus went throughout the land of Israel, he had only a sermon that had two words, uh, and he said, follow me. Christianity is not following a rule, uh, you know, it's not following a set of rules and protocols. Uh, God doesn't expect us to be like spiritual robots. But it's living out those two words uh, that Jesus said, uh, follow me. And what he was talking about is that every person in this world, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, there is a call that God has for your life. The call of God uh, is for every specific person. You were not created for you to just be born, uh, get, you know, success, get money, get toys, and then die. There's something more that God has for you to live for. There's something more that God created you for, and that was His call. The call of God literally means uh, the assignment, uh, why you were born. Someone once said that the two, more impo- the two most important days uh, was the day you were born and the day you found out why. And many people, they could live their lives, whether they're young or whether they're even old. They could be 50, 60 years old, and they never found out why they were born. What am I here to do? What is my assignment? What am I called for? 
Because God has a specific calling for your life. God knows you more than any other person. Uh, yes, you may be someone that's living here in North Carolina, in Florida, in British Columbia, but God knows you more. And God has designed every part of your life for His calling. And if you do not answer the call of God, if you do not achieve that or apprehend it, then nobody else will. Many There's this one quote from St. Augustine. He says, people travel the world. They go to the heights of the mountains. They look at the vast depths of the ocean. They, they travel far and wide, but they never look at themselves and ask, why? Why was I here? Because when you know what God called you to do, and you live for that, that is something beyond yourself. That is something more than you can do on your own. It's the call of the living God. When I got saved, I, I, I came into a church like this, and you know, I was a skater, so I thought it was cool. I came to church barefoot, you know, with my skateboard. I, I stunk, you know, because I skated the whole day. My daily diet was Taco Bell and Mountain Dew. Some of you know what I'm talking about, amen. So I came into the church and I got saved and I, I began to observe all that was happening and I realized that there's something greater that I could live for. It was the call of God. And this is what will empower your life, the call of God. I was doing a revival in, in, um, in Vietnam and so in this revival I was preaching there and so I just a couple hours before the service, there was a, 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 you know, I was getting ready. And so I went into, the, I went into the, the, the shower and this big glass door, it literally got stuck on the hinge. And so, you know, I, it got stuck. So I kind of, you know, tried to wedge it a little bit. And so that whole glass door popped. And so there's glass everywhere, man. I mean, I'm bleeding. I'll show you the video if the sound guys could, if they could play it. But, you know, this is in, a, this is in a, a Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Oh, oh, you could turn on the volume, turn on the volume cool. a little bit. <laughs> you put a little volume, but not too loud. Okay, that's okay. Let me, let me see. I screamed like a girl in that video, that's why I don't want the volume too loud. <laughs> Looks like something got murdered. Okay, it's longer, but it's okay. No worries, you could take it down. I think it's buffering, amen. But the reason why I show that video is because when you live for God, when you live for the call of God, no matter what happens, nothing could stop you. When you find out what God called you to do, you could be a young person. And, you know, I, when I got saved, I knew that God was calling me to give my youth. I mean, this was an urgent call in my life uh, that I would give the young years of my life into God's kingdom. Many kids around my age, they were doing all the other things. You know, they, were, they had girlfriends, they had boyfriends, they were getting into drugs. But one thing I knew that God called me to do was to be faithful to church and to give my life, everything that I had, into God's kingdom. I was talking about yesterday in, our, in the youth uh, um, where we have questions and answers. But, you know, Jesus really wants your life. And, you know, we know that you've heard that scripture so many times, give and it shall be giving back, pressed down. We know that whatever you give to God, God will always give back to you more in return. But when you give, what God wants from young people is not so much money, but he wants your youth. In Ecclesiastes, it says, remember in your youth your creator. 
Many people can give their lives to trying to be popular, to try and attain some kind of success in the eyes of their friends. But God doesn't look at that. God is looking at your life. If you give it all to Him at such a young age, if you place your life like a sacrifice before His throne, that is how God can use you for amazing things. God's not impressed with these stupid viral videos out there. Hello. You could be so successful in TikTok, Twitter, you name it. God doesn't care about that. What God cares about is if young people will lay your life down and say, God, here is my life, Lord. I want to live for what you called me to do. I want to go all the way. I want to be a testimony of your power and of your grace. Because anybody could live for the world. It's easy to live for the world. Just do what everybody else is doing. Just wear the same clothing. Just talk the way they're talking. Anybody can do that. Everybody does that. The Bible says, wide is the gate of destruct, the way to destruction. But the narrow path is the path that not many people follow. Is standing out for Jesus when nobody else will. Was living out the gospel when everybody else just acts religious. It's paying a price for your Christianity when everybody else just lives a lukewarm faith. The one, recently, a couple years back, the, one of the greatest stories was this young man named John Allen Chow. This guy, he was a millennial. He was probably maybe 20, 21 years old. He was a young guy. But this young man, he was consumed with the gospel. He lived his whole life for one group of people so that they could hear about Jesus Christ. He was all by himself. None of his friends would follow him. None of his friends would support him. Even his family thought he was crazy. But he lived his life for one mission, was to bring the gospel to this island in the middle of nowhere so that they could hear about the gospel. Finally, as he went to that island, he paid the pr most precious price. He died for his faith. But this was a young man that was obsessed with the gospel. And only heaven really knows how much reward he will receive in heaven. Because our life is so short. It really is. You may be 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. But life goes by so fast and you don't even realize it. We don't have long to live. We really don't. You can make all of your plans. I made all of my plans 20 years ago. And it felt, when I look at my plans, I realize how fast all of that went. Time just keeps on going forward. And time spent, you know, Jesus says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Don't just plan out the things, I mean, don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth. Don't just plan out your life for all the treasures on this earth. Plan it out for eternity. What am I going to do for God? What am I going to pray? What am I going to fast for? What am I going to give myself to uh, to see God's kingdom uh, get established in my life? Because no matter what you store up for yourselves, things of this earth, all of that will be dead and gone. All of that will be forgotten. The only thing that lasts forever is what you've stored uh, for eternity. I got saved when I was 17 years old and you know, all my friends that I used to skate, that I used to do drugs with, they were doing all these other things. And I was serving God. I was faithful. Everywhere I went, I brought my Bible with me. 
I would go to, I would work, and every place I went, I would always try and testify. I brought Jesus with me everywhere I went. And looking back, I realized there's been no regrets, nothing at all. I've had many regrets out in the world, all the stupid things I've said, the stupid things I've done. But everything I did for God, there was no regrets. God used my little life for His glory. God can use your life in spectacular ways. God can use you in such a way that everyone around you will be confounded. That they will know that God is real. Because God is looking for young men and women to use. God is looking for a vessel that will be willing not someone that is perfect, not someone that's all qualified, but someone that just says, God, here is my life. If you can take my life and do something with it, that's what God is looking for. Constantly, throughout the whole world, the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro. They're going throughout every nation. They're going throughout every city. God is looking for a young man and a young woman that will lay down their lives and say, God, here is my life. I want to do what you called me to do. And if you do that, God will mark your life for destiny. God will mark your life for eternity. I got saved in this island called Guam. Do you know where that island is at? I don't even know where it's at. Show me in a map. I have no idea. But I got saved in this small little island in the middle of nowhere. And all I did it, I said, God, here is my jacked up. Here is my messed up life. Lord, if you can do anything with it, here it is. And God took my life and he gave me dignity and opportunities to travel, opportunities to preach, opportunities to meet people, and, and, and people all, you know, I had all of these things because I wasn't perfect, but I was willing. You don't have to be perfect to be used by God. All you have to do is be willing. Here it is, Lord. I surrender it to you. And if you ever give your life to Jesus, you could never ask it back. The best way to serve God is always on fire. To burn all of the bridges you have towards the world. To even if you have to serve God by yourself. Even if you don't have any friends around you that are not saved. Maybe your family's against it. If you have to serve God by yourself, that is worth it. Because everything we do for Christ matters. Everything we do for any other things will all be forgotten. Remember now in your youth, your creator. Remember now. The call of God is always uh, the call that we would serve God. That we will lay our lives down with no, with no doubt, uh, but laying it down saying, God, here it is. If you can do anything with it, uh, use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Because hell hates uh, when young people are consumed by their God. I remember when, when I was doing a, a youth service in our island in, in, in Guam and you know, I remember there'd be services, man, where young people were just broken by the Spirit of God. And, you know, people would come, man, at the end of the service, I would, you know, done service, we're, we're done preaching. And at the end of the service, they'll just be staying in the altars, crying out to Jesus, crying out to God for their generation. We are all responsible for our generation. Every one of us. There's different generations represented here tonight. Some older generation, me, is my generation in the late 30s. Uh, your generation as well. Every one of us, we have a burden for our generation. 
Our generation is not impressed with dead religion. They've heard all of that. But what they want is for someone that is consumed by the gospel to take a stand and to share the word of God and to live out the word of God. Every one of us is responsible for that. When we die, we will have to give an account of our own generation. You know, if you ever go to a tomb, you, you go by a graveyard. If you just drive by a graveyard, you always see a tombstone. And there's always two important dates. The day that they were born and the day that they died. But those are not the most important dates. The most important date is the dash right in the middle. Because that dash represents what that person did for God. Every one of us when we die, we will sit on the judgment seat of Christ. And God will ask us, what did you do with the dash? What did you do with the one life that I gave you? Did you use it for pleasure? Did you use it for your friends and peer pressure? What did you do with it? We only have one life to live. That's it. That's all. One life to live. One life that only matters. There's not going to be any more room in eternity to do anything for God. The, mo the time we have to answer God's call is right now. It's right now. Every one of us will soon die. Death is something that we will never escape. And no matter what, every one of us will either face it sooner or later. But it's something that's coming. And especially because of all of the coronavirus, this thing is like a big wake-up call for the whole world. God literally allowed this thing to arrest the attention of this whole world. Nations are on lockdown. People can't do what they want to do. People can't go where they want to go because everything is locked down. This is, just a, this is just a dress rehearsal of everything that's going to happen after the rapture. And if the nations complied just like that, how much more after the rapture? But listen, we're living in the last days. We're not only living in the last days, but it's the last second of the last days. Now is the most important time that we should lay a hold of God, that we should serve Him, and that we should say, God, I want to do Your will. I want to do your call for my life because now it's more important than ever before right now it's so vital that every one of you would say God here it is Lord I may not be perfect but whatever it is you want me to do Lord whatever call you have I'll do it it's so important than ever before because we don't know how much time we have left we don't know how much time we have left unbelievers out there out in the world they cannot even enjoy their sin now because everything has been locked down and if this this is this is something that's the the bible talks about perilous times the bible talks about dangerous times and there's going to be more crazy things happening but the one thing that really matters the most that in the middle of all of this that god has a person that god has a young man or a young woman that's on fire for his kingdom I remember I met the great evangelist Daniel Kalenda. This, this, he's a missionary to Africa. You know, this guy, man, he, he, he got saved when he was like maybe 14 years old. He never lived out. You know, people, especially if you've been, if you're, uh, you know, you've been raised in church. Uh, so many times young people think, uh, oh, I wish I had that crazy testimony. 
I wish I had that kind of testimony where, you know, you died and you rose from the dead or you did so much drugs and you got shot 10 times in the head and you survived that. People think, oh, I wish I had that. That, that really means nothing, amen. I remember, you know, Daniel Kalender, he was saying that, you know, this guy, he, he got saved when he was 14 years old, never did any drugs, never did anything like that. But one thing he did was serve God and he did it with fire. He would, even t- times he would stand all by himself in his school, preaching the gospel, witnessing, uh, being the living example for Christ. Uh, and everywhere he went, uh, people began to put that label on him. That's the crazy Christian. Uh, but as he began to serve God, uh, God took his life uh, and he's preaching the gospel to millions of people. The, all of those things mattered. It wasn't the drugs and all that crazy testimony, but it was what he did for God after after he got saved it matters what you do for God after you get saved it matters so much because time just keeps going by life keeps on going and God is looking for a young person that would say here it is Lord everything in hell would try and stop you from doing the call of God everything it could be distractions it could be hobbies it could be your friends hell knows what all the potential is in this room. You know, when I, I wasn't saved, I was, I was a skater. And, and you know, I, I, I remember during school, there was a, you know, I, I was not, I was not, you know, I was not saved. So there were certain, you know, there were certain girls I would try and flirt with. I wasn't saved. I, I remember one specific girl, you know, I, I'd try and flirt with her, try, you know, I'll do what sinners do, right? And so, you know, she had, she gave me no attention whatsoever, nothing. I, I was a skater. I was like, you know, I was like, get away from me, you loser. And so, you know, I remember her, you know, her name, you know, her name was D. And so after I, many years passed away. And so I, I finally, I got saved. I, I was a disciple in the church. I was serving God. And I saw, I saw that same girl in one of the, the supermarkets. And so I remember I went up to her, I said, hey, D, man, you know, Guam's a small island. And so I remember I looked at her and I said, you know, I got saved, man. Jesus changed my life. You know how I used to be. Man, God changed everything. And I remember her. She looked at me and her total countenance changed. And she looked at me and says, oh, don't call me D. Call me Delilah. And I said, well, I'll call you. You're from hell. Amen. I just read about you in the book of Judges. And, you know, she started to put the moves, and I, I ran for dear life, amen. That would have never happened if I wasn't saved. Because all of hell will conspire against your calling. My old friends used to come up to me when I wasn't, I was fine, I was, I was a Christian, I was serving God. They show up to my house with, with, with so much drugs and, and, you know, cases of alcohol. They never did that before. But it was now when I was a believer, I was on fire for God. Now hell knew where my address was. That, all of the enemy would try and conspire against your life. All of the enemy would try and rip you off. The devil knows if he can send a boyfriend, if the devil can send a girlfriend, the devil knows what he tries to do to get your attention. And we must, as young people on fire for God, we must always realize that hell hates you. Do you know the devil hates you? The devil wants to rip you off. 
Don't think that you're out there living and, and you know, all the social media and all of that is just not targeting. The devil knows your address. And what he would want to do is try and rip you off from this most important thing here is the call of God. Now I close. I was talking about, I was preaching the other day and, you know, I was mentioning about the last days. And I know it's so important here tonight. The church has been preaching about the last days. If you look at church age, thousands of, you know, 1,500 years ago, that church, that generation has been preaching on the last days. Generations before us have been preaching on the last days. And we preach on the last days. But imagine if a hundred year passes and we all die, and the next generation, they're going to be preaching on the last days. And even though the church has been preaching on the last days, every one of us, is living in our last days. No matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, every one of us, our time is wasting away. It is our last days. Time is ticking away. And it matters so much what we do for God, how we answer the call of God. Because the moment we were born, that at that moment, it was our last days. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.